we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because we need to talk about stuff sometimes, and this was going to be the place for it. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Trill, all over the place. Uh, S-H-U-J-I-N. You can find me pretty much anywhere under that name. It's not hard to find me. Let me go ahead and introduce you to everybody, and then we'll get to the disclaimers and then kind of work from there. Top left-hand corner of the bingo card, as usual, without a camera at the moment. Good evening, Dallin. Good evening. I wish I could explain it, but the camera decided to uh, just not cooperate tonight. Fair enough. Not a worry. We'll just stare down the barrel of your gun, which is uh, kind of just the way it should be, kind of for tonight's show. I figured it was that pro pole. There you go. Just uh, north of me, across the border into Canada, good morning, Heretic Woman. Good morning. And welcome back. You look none the worse for having all the bugs in your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't on the bike that long. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's a thing with all that. We'll tell you. <sighs> We'll explain uh, briefly, momentarily. From just outside of Washington, D.C., currently with his microphone muted. Good morning on Renault Tech. Hi, folks. I have this much coffee tonight. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh-oh. I've already finished half of it. <laughs> Brilliant. And oh. from over the pond into Paris, France. Good morning, Joseph. Good morning. So I did say that uh, we got a couple of things to cover. And I did warn everybody last week that this was going to be a very not safe for work episode. So let me get the uh, let me get the disclaimer out of the way now. If you're listening to the live podcast version, please note, we did put it all over the place, plastered it all over the, the title and everything. This will be a very hot and not safe for work episode. There will be a lot, and I mean truly, a lot of frank discussion and cursing. Not necessarily in that order. So if you should not be listening to this show at this point, please switch out to another episode, maybe next week, maybe the week after. But please know, you have been warned, and we ain't holding anything back. That out of the equation. The short and long of it is, we are going to be talking about the molestations that came up in Pennsylvania. We know that there's going to be a lot of hot topic going on. We intentionally waited for Heretic Woman to be back from her trip in order to make sure that she got the chance to vent her spleen on this one too. Because, oh balls, it was the least. Seriously, hon, it, it was the least that we could do for you on this one. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, long and short of it, Heretic Woman was uh, out on the motorcycle for a while, which was the reason why he was not here. And uh, as I said, I'm just very glad that the motorcycle problems that you guys ran into did not include um, while you were driving, suddenly running out of balance material. Shall yeah, we say. the whole falling over at high speed did not happen, thankfully. Yeah. Yes, so 
It just meant that uh, we had to cancel half our trip and drive it around in a rental car and not the motorcycle. But, hey, we, we did half of the things we wanted to do. So, I mean, it wasn't a loss by any stretch. And it's totally fixable, so. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, last I heard that uh, you guys were probably not going to be able to get it fixed. But I'm glad to hear well, that it's changed. It, it wasn't that we couldn't get it fixed. It was that they had no idea how long it would take to get it fixed. And we had to be in Vegas by that Friday. We'd already prepaid everything. Plus, you know, my husband only had taken three weeks off of work, and they said it could have taken months to get fixed. So, yeah. Yeah, look at the bright side. These days, you could almost 3D print replacement parts. So there you go. Almost, although these are metal, but yeah. It would details, details. I mean, it's Tur whatever. turned out to be um, two uh, cylinder head valves failed. Not fun, Plastic, but drastically, like chewed up into raggedy pieces. <laughs> yeah, but again, uh, at least you know was was not a matter of falling over, and that that was the piece I was most concerned about. So I'm glad yeah, you guys. No. Are we we were fine, so thank you. Yep. So uh, there's that. Uh, so for those of you that are watching live, of course, thank you very kindly. Of course, take advantage of the live chat because it's there. I know full well of Felix is there. And yeah, sorry that we took a couple of extra moments to kind of get rolling over there. But uh, she was saying that's why one person drives a truck and trailer. Um, yeah, that wasn't the plan at the time. It was It was just a bike ride. So yeah, know. I was just supposed to sit in the back and look good, but yeah. it yeah. turned out to be sit in the passenger seat. But you know, on the upside, I did get to go to a Star Trek convention with Callie Wright. So yeah, in Las who, Vegas, who right now is uh, all kinds of proud of herself that she is um, learning conversational Klingon. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, well, well that, that could get you a job at Paramount these days. That's a good point. That's a very yeah. good point. Yeah, there was, a, I don't know if it's maybe an urban legend, but word had it that if you if you could speak Klingon, or if you took the time to learn it, um, you could be almost guaranteed a job at Paramount Studios. Again, so the saying goes, uh, mind you, back then, they were running, what, three Star Trek shows at the same time? So, yeah. <coughs> These days, they've got one. Yeah, sort of, but that's uh, that's that's a discussion for another day. Yes, yes, because of technical things. But and that's a that's a little. Thing. So, those of you that are going to be able to stick with us, thank you very kindly. I promise you, there will be more than enough vitriol after this point to go around for everybody. So, if you're at all familiar with uh, the guys from Scathing Atheist. Or the guys over at Glory Hole Studios for Cognitive Dissonance and knowing full well how they talk. Oh, yeah. They do it for comedic value. We will not be. So you go ahead and get ready for this one. So since we got a whole bunch of stuff to deal with, let's get rolling over here. With five minutes on the clock, your five-minute freestyle starts right now. Five minutes to try to explain the topic of nomenclature. Big word. I've been doing that recently. I don't know why. Nomenclature. It's a designation for designations. See what I did there? 
You enjoyed that? Good. A designation, a title. It's a statement of fact. It's a, a piece of information that explains exactly what something is. For example, I could say, even though I'm not actually holding one, I could say it's an apple. I could go ahead and specifically say it's a Granny Smith apple. I know there's a couple of you who are just like, yeah, see, I could give you the scientific name for the specific species of apple. I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but you get the idea. Nomenclature is important. It specifically tells us what something is. And there are a lot of people who get really scared about this, and I don't understand why. It's like anti-intellectualism is suddenly a thing to be enjoyed and revered and respected, and it's bullshit, man. Seriously. There's nothing wrong with actually knowing what something is, because if you know what it is, theoretically, you can know how to explain to somebody else what it is. And then from there, understanding happens. And proper discussion can happen. And proper exchange of information. It's how the scientific process is able to accumulate more knowledge because of an understanding of what something is. For example, no matter how you slice it, a liar is a liar. Now, some could be going ahead and thinking, oh, no, wait a minute, no, wait a minute. I've seen him pull a fast one before. He's talking about that, 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 that musical instrument with the strings and the plucky and the things. Yeah, I could be, and you could be right. But in this case, oh, no. Oh, no. In this case, I'm talking about someone, a person, who intentionally disseminates falsehoods for whatever reason, intentionally. It doesn't have to be for any particular reason. It could be just because they want to watch the world burn. It doesn't matter the reason why. It's a matter of that they are intentionally speaking falsehoods. My president currently, and yes, I will say it because I am an American citizen, and he is currently the duly elected leader of the country is a liar. He's a swindler. He's a cheat. He is someone for whom the title of chief executive of the country should have some bearing, some measure of gravitas. But no. No. And it goes completely outside of anything else. It has no bearing whatsoever on is he being investigated? It has no bearing on what has he done for people or even to them. For example, just today we learned that, unfortunately, John McCain died. We know full well, we, we talked about it months and months and months ago, that when he came out and he said, yeah, he's got a type of brain cancer bridget had said yeah this is uh this is this is pretty much a, a death sentence yeah 
he only said just uh, earlier this week he was going to forego any more treatment. 81 years old. He only had a couple of days. I was hoping he'd have about a month just so we could see what a dying man with nothing left to lose would do in this climate. But we didn't even need that, did we? We didn't even need one week to find out that the president of my country is a liar. And he has always been a liar. And there are people who can back up and vouch for and prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that he's a liar. You want to know what your nomenclature is, sir? It's simple. Restooge. And not one of the good five ones either. This is episode 224 on the docket, Your Honor. Fuck the Roman Catholic Church. I was going to spell it all out, and then I thought, you know what? No. No. Because I didn't want anybody to go ahead and flag it for language right before we even got recording it. Yeah. I want to make sure we got in before anybody goes ahead and says, well, uh, pennies in a wad, because they've got a word. Fuck y'all. I was going to say, fuck your panties, too. <laughs> I, you know, um, I'm in New York. That's an entirely <laughs> different subsection of Pornhub. Not that I know anything about it. Yeah, that's that's, that's your pen right there. I, I've been using RedTube all these years. It's like, I should, Pornhub, man, i got to change my browser settings. Yeah, I, I, ImageFap is where I am. So, you know, whatever. We just go well, there. this devolved in a real hurry now, didn't it? It's, oh, boy. <laughs> we're, not, we're not five minutes in and we've already. I, I'm sorry, but I just had a flashback <laughs> to a video with John McAfee, X Hamster. Nobody should have to use X Hamster. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I even want to. But you know what? You know what the nice thing about X Hamster is? They don't have child pornography on it. <laughs> which would explain why not which would explain why the Roman Catholic Church never uses it. Well, yes. uh, I've I've heard that according to Pornhub, uh, there there's some uh, interesting IP addresses that, that's been logged out of uh uh the area where the Vatican's located uh in tends to frequent the gay porn section. Oh, yes. See, here's the thing I don't get. This is the part that is it really kind of boggles my mind here. If you work for the funny colored people and you're gay, there's a really good chance you're going to lose your family, your friends, your job, your reputation. Um, and you might even, depending how young you are, you might even be sent in for quote-unquote therapy. Fake therapy. Um, but if you touch little boys and girls, they'll spend millions of dollars protecting you. Yeah. Something seems completely wrong with this. Yeah. And we're going to we're gonna be doing... crazy, of course. Well, yeah. okay. As a somewhat... Am I crazy? No, as a somewhat student of history, uh, and literally, I took ancient medieval history in, in school. Uh, why I did that when I needed when I was taking computer science, I don't know, but you know, electives. That being said, 
what I found interesting um, when we were getting into the medieval part of the course, we went through things like the Renaissance, the Reformation, uh, the rise of influence of the Catholic Church in those times. And every time a new pope got in there, he would try to reinforce the law of chastity among bishops because Catholic priests, at least by old doctrine, are supposed to be chaste, like mm -hmm. no, no wife and, and, of course, no sex, you know, which is why, you know, they come up with so many other things. And, you know, that's not original to the Catholic Church, but we can get back to that. No, and, and, and it really isn't okay. Um, and it's when, it, when it comes, been, it's, it's a law that's only been in place since the, the 13th century. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Before that, they were allowed to marry. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, but the other thing, too, I mean, come on, it's Christianity. Nothing is original. No. <laughs> Not even Joel Osteen's teeth. But, anyways, moving on. <laughs> Joel Osteen's it, teeth and Trump's hair. It is important to know how long this failed experiment has been going on. Oh, oh yeah. A long, but, long, long time. And that's what I was getting at is every time a new pope came in, they would, you know, they would reinforce it. You know, certain bishops well, would be educated. The chastity thing would be reinforced. And then within about five years, they're out fucking again. Oh, well, not even. Like my favorite pope, which is Alexander the Sixth better known as Rodrigo Borgia, he had two official mistresses uh, that he blatantly said, this is my mistress, and open, like, everybody knew, and dozens and dozens of unofficial mistresses in between, and he had, that I recall off the top of my head, five acknowledged children that was very, very well known. These are the children of the Pope. And he used nepotism to uh, get them high station in, in various things. And of course, we've all heard of Lucretia Borgia. But, uh, you know, he, in fact, there's a rumor that he held an orgy at Lucretia's first wedding. And he was Pope at that point. <laughs> okay, so... so so we've got uh, we got a lot of ground to cover with just that teaser. So let me get a couple of things really quickly out of the uh, out of the equation. Um, normally, I would give you some information about what, what the news has been going on about Rafe. Um, oh, yeah. I'm going to bypass that to today because we've just got a lot to cover tonight. Well, so and there really isn't much other than Saudi Arabia hates Canada and things aren't looking yeah, good. We, yeah, we we kind of touched on a little bit of that when it was first happening. But oh, by by the way, uh, Saudi royal family, go fuck yourselves. Yeah. Might as well get that one in there. So as of the recording of tonight's show, it is now six years, two months, ten days since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes, our thoughts are with you and your family and right now your sister specifically as well. We're still hoping for the best possible outcome. Item last, I want to make sure that we deal with a very specific piece of, forgive me for pulling it back around again, nomenclature. I've said it before. I'm going to state it out for the record at this point tonight. We are not going to be talking about pedophilia. Pedophilia is an urge. We're talking about child and minor 
molestation, an action, a crime. Because as much as everybody wants to equate the two, and I know that I'm probably going to get some some mail on this eventually. I'll get hate mail eventually. Shit, it'd be nice to get any mail. Anyway, but the point of it is, we're going to be talking about child molesters. Because when all is said and done, that's what we're dealing with. And I don't care if they're heterosexual, homosexual, bisexual. The point is, these are people that have been child molesters. And I say that as a blanket term because some have been almost adult. Some have been adult by right of being a teenager. But truth be told, I'm sorry. You want to think something? Fine. You want to feel something? Fine. So long as you're not feeling with your hands, I don't care. As soon as you get all touchy-feely, that's when we've got an issue. That's what we're talking about tonight. I want to make sure that we're clear about that. And I know it's entirely possible that some of the folks on the panel, because I haven't asked about this, may disagree with me on this one, and that's perfectly fine. That's a discussion for another day. But we're talking about what actually happened, because 70 years worth of research, 300 priests in this research, a thousand people, lives who are completely destroyed that they know of that they know of over 70 years they estimate it could be in the thousands plural yes but they can only vouch for a thousand known victims and again this is one state out of 50 in my country and it was my country only six out of eight dioceses so it wasn't even all the dioceses of pennsylvania no so i would also like to point out a small tidbit of trivia um i don't have a source on me right off the top of my head but i'm sure if you google it it will pop up but Estimates are that the average child molester has molested upwards of 40 children by the time they are caught. So, let's just say for the record, and I do not very often go ahead and say anything for the group collectively, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say it collectively. Fuck you. If you have any piece in this fuck you if you're complicit in any way fuck you and if you continue to support this organization after finding out about this especially if you are in one of those six dioceses fuck you twice i i wrote a little blur it's only like three short paragraphs but um i posted this um last week actually and it uh i got some asshole defending the church on this but 
It says, uh, we've known that the Catholic Church is the largest and oldest organized child sex ring known to history for some time now. The events of Spotlight, which exposed the problem both nationally and globally, happened 17 years ago. Anyone giving money to them in the last decade, bracket, being generous here, is directly supporting the sexual abuse of children. There is just no way around it. Oh, and if you think equivocating on terminology like uh, pedophile versus hebophile and such is a valid response to such criticism, you're probably part of the problem. The church has had centuries of chances to clean their shit up. The time for patience and mercy has long since passed. It's time to take responsibility for their actions and pay for their crimes. So, and I got some jerkwad on there going, you can't blame some bad apples or, or the whole barrel on some bad apples, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. <laughs> okay. What I can say when, when it comes to a fruit or vegetable analogy and spoiling, um, yeah, when you have a container, say with a hundred green bell peppers in them and 20 of those bell peppers go bad and start growing mold. That shit spreads, yep. even to the good ones. Well, so yes, it can spoil the whole thing. Here's another question uh, that you could oppose to that uh, that hashtag. Not all son of a bitch. I I, I caught the conversation. Um, he's still at it as of this morning, by the well, way. Well, I wonder does um does I want to fuck a child man? Uh, does he uh, blame all Muslims for ISIS? Probably not. I don't know. Well, I don't know. He's he's fixated of speculation until proven otherwise. Well, fixated on the church. I like, and the stupid thing is, is he won't even admit that he's a Catholic. Like, it's not even on his profile because otherwise, I probably would have declined his friend request. And the guy's been on my list for three fucking years. All right, let me be the first to. Uh, well, I'm not necessarily going to be the first. Um, let me say this: not all Catholics are child molesters. Not all no. Christians are child molesters. Not all Lutherans or Muslims or Jews or any other group, nationality, belief system, whatever. Whatever. Child Humans. molesters are child molesters. But what you do have is you have a system in place yes. that has been utilized to protect using uh people's voluntary donations yes which are supposed to go towards helping people instead be used to protect those that are harming people and rather than punishing the people who have been uh, who are been harming other children or people specifically children in this place which makes it more heinous they have continued to protect them so tell me again, why is it a good thing we're protecting child molesters? Oh, this this guy actually denies that the church is protecting them. He denies that there's any um, all the money. System, systematic cover-up. He denies all of it. He's like... Oh, any cover-ups are localized in small parishes. Oh, okay, this is a guy that you cannot... Okay, so when no, you no. have a group like this, this is not somebody that you can have an argument 
no, you can't an actual civilized discussion with because their head is so okay. That's derogatory of the person. No, no, their head is not up their ass. They are of a mindset that they have reached a conclusion without using logic and reasoning, and therefore trying to use logic and reasoning will not reach through. They're no. reaching an emotional. Uh, and, and, and if you if you were to go follow the thread, he's not even processing like 75, 80 percent of what I'm saying. He's, he's not, not to be kind to him. He's so thoroughly indoctrinated that, um, you know, it's he can't it's, conceive of more than the odd evil person doing this. And, and this is you have to remember, it's not by choice that he's doing this i mean what person capable of reason would quote unquote reason like that yeah see, you have to remember I, that see uh, a couple of things i've said on multiple occasions they were taught wrong and mm -hmm. that's what indoctrination is it is being taught yeah. wrong because if you can't be bothered to even conceptualize through uh a an opposite an opposing uh view especially when backed with evidence and data there's something wrong item oh, two yeah. item two i want to go back to the uh, uh to the fruit analogy or the, the vegetable this the spoilage analogy for a second because the whole one bad anything spoils the group is not entirely accurate for what we're dealing with here it is entirely possible to have a bag of anything that would otherwise spoil and have everything be fine for the longest time. It is also entirely possible to have, let's use apples for a second because one bad apple, as they say, if the apple sorting system is designed in such a way that the bad apple is still intentionally packaged, Mm -hmm. in the center where it can't be seen from the outside of the bag and eats away at everything else around it, you will still have a bag of apples that you can see through and everything looks just perfectly fine. Except for that one in the middle that's gone ahead and rotted everything else around it. I like your point that you know, doing X behavior produces X result. And, you know, um, these guys have been following the same pattern for years and it's produced a constant stream of pedophiles. So, or pederasts or whatever. But, um, you know, the fact that they're not learning from their mistakes. Um, well, that's just it. But that's, you know. that, means, that means that their priority is elsewhere. I mean, the, the priority, priority is not even is... making apples and no, anything the... and the bad apples that are produced, they consider this um, collateral, collateral damage. The priority is the quote, good name of the church. They don't care. Probably the money they're producing. That well, too. Well, well that's, I... that's their priority. Yeah. Yeah, the rest, I, it makes, makes the rest collateral damage. Well, you know, what yeah. we've got is quote unquote working for us uh, since forever. So we don't want to change that. 
and they consider there i really think that they consider this um the the pedophilia and all that is as collateral damage to a system for them that's working it's yeah because they get billions of dollars from billions of members yeah. and as long as the cash keeps flowing they're like oh well you know what's what's a few messed up kids and you know <laughs> the thing is they have they have one of the biggest protections in the in the history of the world when it comes to like they are their own basically their own nation yes um i don't think they have much of a standing military except the swiss guard um yeah. but i mean if, if you wanted to play numbers i mean well who needs a military when you can say well i can just excommunicate you and damn you to hell forever and that's just it they have the biggest protection in history is the what if yep what if they're right so yeah um a well-armed militia could go in and wipe out not not that i'm condoning any of this but all i'm saying is that for, well, for they don't place, even have to hurt anyone they could just but, lock the fuckers up <laughs> yeah but for for a place that holds so much power over the globe um they are really they they are actually quite vulnerable to you know to, to being taken out either by going in and arresting them or a military action or you know some kind of rogue even a terrorist action but nobody yeah. will touch the place because there's the big what if because it's been so ingrained into society that if you mess with the people that are supposedly the conduit of the sky daddy mm -hmm. that your soul which we've not proven whether or not it exists will be forever damned yeah but, and let's i'm sorry no no and, and all i'm thinking is you know but to be honest if you were the head of an institution or if you are part of an institution and i'm talking like higher up ranks that has been proven to shuffle people and money around to make sure that priests who have committed these atrocities are not only protected but can still continue to do so at another uh church like if you if you fully get behind that because of you know well we we must protect our institution well guess what pal your institution is turning into swiss cheese you know people out here we know this is happening now and i don't think the people that support the institution think like that i mean no we, no. we have people who think rationally have a tendency to attribute rational thought to others, but it's it's more. It's like, you know, I'm not thinking about it, so it doesn't exist. Kind of attitude, you know, and everything sight, about mind. the everything about the religion is designed to make a sense of personal comfort, yeah. and anything outside of that bubble is bothersome basically for the basic yeah. believer yeah. think this way because if you're not you're wrong if you're wrong you're going to hell if you go to hell you're going to be punished if you if you uh, are not of this belief then you're wrong and if you're wrong you're going to hell and if you're going to hell you're going to get punished because everything is you must do this or else you must do this or else it's like the comic strip i saw where jesus is knocking on the door is like knock knock let me in and the person says, who is this? This is Jesus. 
Let me in. Yeah, Why? let me in. Why? Why? If you don't, I'm going to punish you. Uh, uh, well, I want to I protect I you. I want to protect you from what, what, what I'm going to do to you from? if yeah. you don't let me in. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, and you know who follows yeah. that mentality? Abusive people. Yeah. It could be a spouse. It could be a significant other. It could be just a somebody who's a basically a, what do they call a friend? A guardian or a parent or whatever. Any, anything. And, it, and it's gender neutral as to who is yep. doing it. It exists on every level with, with, with both genders. It, it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman. It happens. Can I take that one step further? Yeah, go um, ahead. Yeah, Roll real quickly, because I want to hit something also. Because I want to hit a lot I'd, of people. I'd say that uh, people like this have no fucking clue how to survive by their own means, and yeah. they're following a survival model. Ah, okay. And if they don't, you know, anything outside of this survival model that, if they're indoctrinated, was taught to them by the the church, whatever, but anything outside of this model for them instinctively means like danger and death. So this is what makes them abusive. Yeah. Okay. Now, a couple things I wanted to hit. Uh, item number Conform one. Or else. What uh, what Tech was talking about, it's the the whole you will be punished for being wrong thing is even worse because it's not just a racket of you're going to be punished. Your entire family will be sad forever because they will know that you were wrong and you were punished. And that's one of the things about uh, the Roman Catholic Church. It's family because your focus is not necessarily on the father god capital g or the son jesus capital j but on mary the mother mm -hmm. don't, don't so, forget ostracization by the the greater community right, well yes but that that's that, but that i a, don't think fame oh, is, a, is an I, I don't think you're a known sinner living in shame is like it's an immediate threat that a yes. lot mm -hmm. of believers are afraid of well and nobody corners the market on guilt like the catholic church true fucking that man although i will admit you know your jewish mothers you're close i was so just close. thinking that. <laughs> so close we we get that but then again you know the roman catholics they, they got their own little yarmulkes but that it's they it, anybody else notice that they kind of yeah, look like they've got their the, own dickheads? I, yeah. I, I'm just thinking it's kind of a thing. Oh, anyway, so the other why thing should they get, wear yarmulkes anyway because they, it's penis envy. <laughs> and I, I say it. I say oh, this. Oh, I say, oh, I can prove no, it. Hold on. I, hold, hold on. Hold go on, ahead. Hold on. Go ahead. Sorry. Because the Roman Catholics, they've got the super big tall hats. The Jews have got the little one. They keep their own because somebody feels like they should snip and clip that dickhead thing that they got up on top. Of it. So it's kind well, of. Well, I was. Um, I was going to say substitute foreskins, but okay. Yeah, that's that's perfectly fine. Uh, over in the live chat, by the way, Beth, hi. We know that you're over there. Stephanie, thank you. Um, the Stephanie had said, uh, quote, the Pope has his own country. Uh, I'll come back to that in a second. The Pope has his own country. Only thanks to Mussolini, there is something that needs to be reversing. Um, I'm going to add a little piece of air quotes for country because it's one of those limboy kind of things. I know, I know, I know. Just go with me a second. Uh, if memory serves, it's 110 acres of area set aside 
almost as if it were a land reservation here in the U.S. for the Native Americans. The difference is, um, look who's got the money. Yeah. So you got that going for it. Um, Tech, I wanted to get back for you because uh, Tech has already gone ahead and put a, a link that I'm going to make sure is in the show notes. Because Before I we get to that, I, I'd like to say real quick, though. Go ahead. Um, being a former Jew, uh, the act of wearing the kippah or the yarmulke, uh, it was a sign of piety. It was also um, uh, a little bit humbling um, towards God uh, as well as uh, being um, a little bit of respect of the position that they were in. So, Fair enough. Yeah. Um, you, you can find references in the Talmud and, and a couple other places. And depending on whether you're Orthodox or not, you, you may reference one over the other, but ultimately it comes back to piety. And gotcha. more, more than any of it, tradition, it's been, it's just been around a long time. And yeah, as far as the link goes. Yeah. And I will make sure that that is in the show notes for everybody. Mm-hmm. So no, you, how, what, what part of the link did you want me to? Oh, reference? are you kidding me? Explain <laughs> to him what it is because this okay. goes. So the link that's going to show up in the show notes mm-hmm. is a um, article from Patheos. And what it is, this is an article talking about uh, the article is published by Michael Stone on August 16th, 2018, uh, talking about Bill Donahue who is the president oh, okay. of the Catholic League, which is a very conservative group. And um, Bill Donahue basically tried to protect and defend the report while saying that he wasn't protecting and defending it. But the language shows that he was. And that's what this article is about. This article is about is like saying, look, you, you can say you're not defending it, but then when we look at the language you're using – this is the language you use to defend something. Now, see, here's my thing. Okay. Yes, in some uh, in the publication of it, some priests were uh, accused of being paterasts, but not uh, found guilty in a court of law. Okay. Admittedly. That's it. That means they're accused of a crime. They have not been committed of crime or, or, or convicted of a crime. Sorry, wrong word. It doesn't mean that they did or did not commit it. It just means that they've been accused and they have not yet been taken to court for it. Now, in many cases, they couldn't be because of the statute of limitations. All right. That's a whole other thing. One of the things that we have found out as a society when it comes to human psychology, a lot of kids who are sexually traumatized at a young age, even ones who are post prepubescent or post post-pubescent, meaning they're still young, but their body has gone through puberty. So even at like ages, uh, I think it's young, some are as young as 10 now, but it happens anywhere around 12, 13, 14, 15, depending on uh, genetics. Uh, 12, 13, 14 being the most common. Don't ask. It's genetics. It's published. Um, Saying some of the language saying, well, you know, it's, 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 they're, they're, obviously, you know, in puberty, uh, you know, they've gone through puberty, so it's okay kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, One of those. 
Um, the, the point is, is that um, it, the language is all defensive of this. Uh, it, it's, it's just because you can't prosecute them um, because you can't get the, the, the problem is the psychology of the kids at that young age. They're scared to come forward. You know, maybe they've been told mm -hmm. that if you come forward, your family's going to hell. It's your fault. Well, and, and they're, and they're quick them... to believe adults too. I, I know Joseph can back me up on. Uh, and the, some of them did come forward and were beaten or punished for it by their own family members in some yes. cases. How um, dare you say that about Father Chester? <laughs> yeah, or or uh, keep quiet, or we're going to hell. Right. So what we have yeah. in in the report is while we have a lot of people who were accused, and many of them who were not prosecuted by uh, on those cases. What we have is we have a pattern, a significant pattern that is consistent, repeats over a timeline that we can go back and look at and go, this is consistent. Yes, they were in this area. Yes, they were working this parish or this church or whatever. Yes, these people were involved in these time frames. What we have is, is we have... Um, Smoke. We we have a uh, a smoke, and in some some cases, we even have uh, the reflections of the flames. Okay, um, and even the, uh, the the people don't realize this, but flames can actually make shadows if they're cast by other larger flames. Um, so what it is is we have something so significant. We have something that is overwhelmingly damning that it becomes truly difficult to ignore unless you are of the mindset of, I choose not to ignore it, or I choose to ignore it. And church is really good at teaching you how to choose to ignore things. I've been there. I went to a Lutheran church. I've gone to a Baptist church. I've been to a Methodist church. Uh, I've been to a temple. That was interesting. Uh, very good music, I might add. Uh, much, a lot less uh, self-debasing, in my opinion. But the point is, is that uh, it's drilled into how to think, how to think, how to think, how to think. And if you're not, not doing it their way, they. well, mm -hmm. how to manipulate your thoughts into the pattern that they want you to think, I should say. What, what yeah. gets me about Bill Donahue, though, is his main point it, well, most of these people weren't actually raped, so, you know, we shouldn't be bothered by this, basically. I'm like, oh, well, so people getting groped and molested and, you know, otherwise harmed, like, oh, that's okay, because it wasn't full-on rape? Like, what well, the fuck is wrong I, with you? Last time I checked, if a woman is caught on camera being uh, groped by a man, okay, and it goes to court, the man has committed sexual assault. Yes. All right. We have another name for sexual assault. Rape. Yep. Okay. Uh, some states will say, oh, uh, without penetrative acts, it's a variation of sexual assault, uh, sexual misconduct, you know, inappropriate touching. But here's the thing. It's all sexual. Exactly. Uh, here's the other thing. Well, just before you get to that, All right. uh, I just want to go ahead and uh, state this for the fact. Uh, cool Cat, first, fuck you. Second, 
your account is being reported. I'm not even bothering hiding your comment. I am specifically reporting you for hate speech or graphic violence. And Why? if your channel is gone bye-bye, you know who it is that did it. Thank I you. Think he, I think he was on our side. Somehow, um, not considering uh, the comment was uh, suck all the dick you want, you're not getting into heaven. Somehow, that doesn't sound like something from our guys. That sounds something more along the lines of, um, you know, you people want to be, uh, you people want to act that way. You can, you can do whatever it is that you want. You're not I, getting into I, heaven. Okay, I thought I'd seen him around before, but I, I, I interpreted that as, um. Religious people can suck God's dick all they want. They still won't get into heaven because there isn't one. That's how I interpreted it, but I could be wrong. If that is the case, if that is the case, I will humbly apologize and I will do what I can to be in contact with YouTube in order to say, look, I did it incorrectly and I am sorry. If that is the case, please contact me through, through the show's contact podcast. Uh, uh, yeah, you can probably just do it as podcast at holycrapthevlogcast.com and let me know. Make a clarification in the thread itself so that yeah, the clarification would definitely be good. Yes, yes. If because, I yeah. if I fucked up, I am truly sorry. If I did correctly, then let the chips fall where they may. Oh, agreed. Now, agreed. If it is entirely possible that you were doing it the way that I've interpreted it, and you're going to contact me and say. Well, I really meant it the right way, and you're going to scan the system. I'm willing to take somebody at the word. So if I fucked up, and I, I, I want to make sure that we're clear about this. If I fucked up, that's on me, and I am sorry. If I'm right, again, the chips fall where they may. Please be in contact if I fucked up, and I will do what I can in, in your behalf. I will be upfront about that. I am sorry. Dallin, back over to you. And sorry if I derailed you too much. No, no, that's okay. Um, with respect to uh, Mr. Donahue and his think about, well, they all, maybe they all weren't raped. Let me make one thing absolutely clear. If the number of rapes, by your definition, Mr. Donahue, is greater than zero. There's a problem. Yep. So you splitting hairs, we all know what it's about. You don't give a damn about the fact that you're, that this institution has done something horrifically wrong and is trying its best to cover it up. You're as much a part of the problem. And it's either because your wallet is being taken care of or your soul is being taken care of. And quite frankly, as far as I'm concerned, if a soul actually existed by your actions, sir, you don't have one. 
you really have to decide whether these people are um, believers or whether they know full well that you know yeah. what they're saying is bullshit. Yeah, or the the most pathetic and uh, petty thing that it could be is that, uh, hi, I'm Bill Donahue. I still want to be relevant. Yeah. But we can say 100% out of them are behaving in out of pure self-interest. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm waiting for I'm not waiting for it or not. Like, for instance, the, the idiot on my thread, I am 100% sure that he got upset about that because he's given money to the church and I basically said you're supporting child molesters. Well, no, I said you are directly supporting child molesters. Yeah. In fact, I, I went further later on when he dug in his heels and doubled down on everything. And I said, look, if you've given them money anytime in the last decade, you may as well have molested a kid yourself. And I, I believe that because if you knowingly are giving these fuckers money, knowing what they are doing, covering it up and moving these assholes around and all of that, it it's the same thing as far as I'm concerned. It doesn't matter to me if you, well, my parish would never do that. The fuck you know that? You don't know that one bit. How it much of the Vatican gets a cut from your parish? Uh, yeah, but but I'm a hundred percent sure he got upset because he's given money, and I said that you're supporting child molesters. Mm -hmm. And then and then later on, the more he doubled down. Now Beth and she said this in the chat. She thinks that he might have inclinations. I don't know. I can't say that, but it certainly is very suspect the level at which he is willing to double down and excuse anything. But you have to understand the, the, the level of cognitive dissonance in the believer, because I mean, you know, speaking as a former believer, um, because I mean, it, it goes so deep, like down to your survival instinct. The, the indoctrination it, it's really out of self-preservation that you're like denying reality and all that because i mean it's like you said earlier if you question the church or anything well your mortal soul is in danger so it's just like territory they just they can't yeah. tread on at all and it's again it, they're thinking outside they're thinking just in a bubble of self-interest at my salvation yeah. that's you know might as well have that written in neon blinking neon in their oh and the and i mean he's he was going on about how all the people involved in this aren't real Catholics and they're just uh, trying to infiltrate the church to destroy it and all this. I'm like, just, oh, just right. Add an, add an asterisk after every comment like this and just saying, not me, not me, yeah. not me. That's yeah. it. It's just the yeah. same repeated and pattern. I, I think that a big pile of haggis. Yeah, and and the worst part about it is, again, as was stated before, as as forgive me, as I stated before, also grew up Roman Catholic, Italian Roman Catholic, Roman Catholic family who came from fucking Brooklyn, where three quarters were from off the boat through Ellis. Thank you very mm -hmm. kindly. It just it, it is kind of put it into contact into context is like you know for a believer like your religion is like um um a lifesaver actually a buoy i'm losing my english um no you got it yeah. right 
a yeah. lifesaver. So imagine, you know, if your lifesaver, um, I don't know, was uh, partly responsible for the deaths of other people, you know, um, but it's your only resource that you have to cling on to for dear life. Are you going to let go of it? And, and as I was, as I was trying to get to, it's also family, your yeah. family, your external family or the, the extended family, because as we know for well, as one family is, the following generation typically will be as well. So it kind of mushrooms on top of itself. Della knows what I did there. He knows what the, the switcheroo I just pulled there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, all the, it's all the same survive by imitation behavior. I mean, it, it yes. propagates. Yeah. And it's the, it's the preservation of the family. And the life the preserver, around. the family is part of the life, life preserver because they're yeah. all following the same behavior pattern. Yeah, which is also part of uh, the societal part. Now, you guys remember, I've said before, before we had cities, we had villages, we uh, towns. Before towns, villages. Before villages, parishes. It was the center point of the societal area. And that, that control for information, for record-keeping, eventually for being able to pull people together it it survives to this day as a grab for more influence over people in influence in the day-to-day -day for society we don't have to look any further than female reproduction rights or for that matter for um sexuality for people who are non-binary for can, crying can I, out. Can I bring up a, a side point on your on your parish? Oh, do it. You're do good it. to point out uh, parishes, but it, it's a really genius system because what it depends on the parish system is um the institution's ability to network, uh the Catholic institution, but at the same time, uh the parish system was devised to keep communities isolated. So which means you've got pockets of isolation yeah. all joined together through the network that was only the, 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 the clergy. So like these communities, um, they had no, most of them had no idea what was going on in the next community over um, their, their entire world was their local community. So just managing these isolated packets um, and, and, and pre-celibacy was part of that because um when they were the Catholic Church, they changed their entire, um, uh, let's call it PR, around the 13th century. And when they started sending out, they started this massive evangelization movement, sending out preachers to um, quote unquote heathen areas, like the areas that are um, not so not so religious, you know, areas that they were outside of their control, so to speak. And the celibacy law came into effect so that um, villagers, the males in an in a, um, unconverted village, wouldn't feel threatened by the arrival of a new male in their midst. Ah. So it was all part of a, a larger PR system. But it's funny to see them today. They're still trying to adhere to that model 
you know, in this age of information where everybody's connected together, they're still trying to adhere to this um, depending on ignorance um, model. Yeah, and that that's what makes it just so comical is is some of the um, some of the things we're hearing. And, and you know, now maybe it's because I've been kind of tuned out about this because I didn't want to, you know, rage twenty four seven on this. Uh, but has anyone heard from the other two uh, members of the axis of incompetence, uh, or excuse me, the axis of misinformation, uh, namely um, Pat Robertson and Brian Fisher? H have these two uh, heavyweights mm. of uh, of this kind Moronity. of bullshit? yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, key robes? Uh, yeah, I have not. Um, Beth, if if Anderson has said anything, Beth would know. And Robertson, but I haven't. Critical of Catholics, if I. Yeah, he didn't like Catholics too much, so he's probably enjoying yeah, this. The the evangelicals, the Baptists, the uh, I mean, everybody tries their best to dogpile on the Catholics, mainly because the Catholics are seen as being the whores of the church, remember, by everybody whores else. Whores of Babylon. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> well, who we got to thank for that? Thank you, Mr. Luther, and your goddamn shoe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm specifically looking for a quote uh, about this whole thing about uh, parishes uh, keeping pockets of uh, pockets of isolation that are jointly educated. I guess my, you might say. So I'm 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 looking for a, a specific movie quote. Well, Stephanie I want to get right Stephanie says, uh, "I thought the celibacy was to make it cheaper to run the system, as the church didn't have to fund a family." That's oh. plausible, also. There's something in there too, because also, um, you know, something I've come across quite a few times in history. It also uh, it ensured the land holdings of the church, because uh, right. Oh land... no, no heredity. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that was that a makes really sense. well thought out. Um, uh, oh, for sure. PR change. Yep. And I found the uh, found the quote that I was looking for. You guys are going to love this one. Now, going back, like I was saying, to the parish thing, pockets of isolated groups who are uniformly watched over, I guess, might be the best way of describing it. See if this sounds familiar. The Imperial Senate will no longer be of any concern to us. I've just reserved word that the Emperor has dissolved the Council permanently. The last remnants of the Old Republic have been swept away forever. But that's impossible. How will the emperor maintain control without the bureaucracy? The regional governors now have direct control over their territories. Fear will keep the local systems in line. Fear of this battle station. Mm. Does that or does that not describe exactly the same kind of model? At any point in history, you'll see that it's all, it's all following the same pattern. It's all just a, a dictate. And there's nothing more. And, you know, all the, the, the God stories and all that, you know, some dictates use physical threat to keep people in line. And, well, I guess the religion, um, well, this one in particular, has learned to use psychological tools to keep people in line. It's all the same thing. It's the same yeah. thing. Not divide. Well, yeah, but that's, um, that's a tactic. That's a sub-tactic. Well, basically, instead of using a bludgeon, or, you know, you, you, they can make believers bludgeon themselves. It's well, genius. yeah, but, but I, I say divided cocker because how fucking many Catholic churches 
Now, 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 watch this a second. Catholic and Roman Catholic churches, because they will use different names for themselves. But Catholic in general churches, there are lots of them. Almost the same way that you've got as many Starbucks and Timmy Hortons mm-hmm. as from one street to the next. And each one of them is so close and all just a little bit different, but it's still the same group. If you've got each of those churches has got a small group of a community, those then have their own little piece of isolation. If you've got a problem inside of that little group, it's easier to manage because fewer people want to rock the boat because we don't want you tattling on blah, 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 because you're young. How can we really trust in what you're saying? Why are you upset with him? What did he do? What did he say? Well, we're going to be the shamed ones in our small group. And what are we going to do about it if that happens? Because that will reflect bad on us, on our family, on our church, on the one who has been so nice to this small group that we've got here. The fear our of, village. of our village, the fear of, of... Every parish is a village, yeah. and it's a village mentality. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Shame. That's what I'm looking for. The shame that would be brought onto us because what if you're wrong suddenly comes back around because it's the kids who have made the accusation. And I want to come back around to this really hard now. You'll see why. Because the fear and the shame that the parents couldn't protect the kids from someone that was trusted as a parent that would be absolutely the worst possible shame because if word got out that you were this bad a parent what could you possibly do to live it down Again, I don't think you're thinking like a believer. You're projecting no. rational thought onto a believer. And I think onto a believer, no, to, put it, to put it simply, they're utterly bereft of morals. I mean, there, there, is no, there, there is not the th- there's no thought process in place that can even result in morals. All they're thinking about is just basically following the pattern or not following the pattern. Yeah. And that's but, it. But the ones that would be trying to break away because this was pushing them to that edge to break away from it all would be stopped because of the shame wall. If anything got out, how would it look on that? And keeping up appearances as we know for well, shame is is for people who don't think critically. Shame is for people who don't, you could do an entire show on shame. actually. Yeah. But, but okay. It's, it's for people who don't think critically, which sadly is, I would I would hazard and say the majority of the people out there. Yep. People who don't learn from their mistakes. Yeah. They you, only you know. don't have you don't have one seventh of the world population as Catholic and another seventh of the population as Muslim. Um and then want to say that, oh, you know, well, well everybody thinks critically. Nah, they don't. No. no. They, they don't, and the governments under which they live like it. 
because if I, they if they can keep the population stupid or <laughs> uneducated to the point where uh, look at me, I'm doing a dog and pony show. Vote for me. Got it. It goes beyond that. I mean, it goes to corporations too. Oh yeah, it's it, it goes to anyone that needs to influence anybody to further their own goals. Yep, taking advantage of somebody else's disadvantage instead of fucking educating them. Yep, and that's why that's why you have the president. You do, and that's why companies act the way they do. Corner. <laughs> um, well. Okay. Well, I was going to say to, to their credit, Starbucks does make a pretty decent cup of coffee. Um, <laughs> expensive, but decent. Um, and, and Tim Hortons. Okay. You know, Tim Hortons, Dunkin' Donuts, Baskin Robbins. It's all there. You know, it, it's, it's coffee. Um, For your own sense of personal comfort and survival. Well, I'm reassured that I can, everywhere I go, I see the same thing and I can have the same thing. Um, and, and you see, that's why uh, when I travel, um, the Yelp app is my friend. Okay. <laughs> no, on, honestly. Okay. I've, I've been to places yep. where you would find where the chances of finding a particular kind of restaurant are like so remote. It's not even funny yet. I go to a backwater town in Colorado and I find both a Japanese steakhouse oh. and, an, and an Indian buffet. Go where the locals go. That's yeah. exactly what I do. Is I, I I do go where the locals go. I find the the hole in the wall. I, I found a hole in the wall Mexican restaurant when I was in Oklahoma City. Holy shit! Best fajitas I've ever had. Nice. You know, so I try not to, you know, go go where the comfort is because. Okay, and as 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 a furry and a con goer, and you can back me up on this one. A Denny's in Edmonton tastes exactly the same as a Denny's in Seattle, as a Denny's in Pittsburgh, as the Denny's here in Calgary, and as the Denny's I went to when I was in Georgia. And the Denny's in Las Vegas. Okay. Yeah. I so, can, <laughs> yeah, I can almost back that up, but I've never been to a Denny's. So yeah, so never. unless, ah. well, okay, I was thinking, you know, furry con goer. No, you it's, know. It's, it's fine. Just hurry up and because we got to swing this. Okay. Uh, point is, um, and, and again, I am projecting this onto people who don't think critically, but if you go into a place where chances are, you might not be coming back. Why not try something different? Yeah. There's but people see people. Th this is, this is one thing that really bugs me about like most everything, most, most all of society's problems are rooted in fear of different people following the same mm -hmm. fucking pattern well it and it all boils down to tribalism and conformity and, yeah. and people governing this pattern people there are very few yeah who are have installed this pattern and want it to because remain we, we've, and religion's we've, useful for that i mean we've relied on the idea that different equals dangerous and at one point in time that was useful but we're far past we're that children now. When we're well, children, yeah, it's essential. Children, we... Okay, but I, I was thinking, you know, back in the early forms of society, but as, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, believers are children who have never grown up. Mm. Put it frankly, in in 
in some way okay i can i can get behind that i would love but, to take the basic you know like your true like these guys like arguing um in favor of the catholic church i would love to take these guys and like put them in the middle of the fucking forest and see how long they last oh you know, they, with they would starve to death thing, you know they would they would die of exposure and starvation while kneeling somewhere praying continuously. Like, look at this lovely forest. Oh, we're just going to ignore the fucking... I'm going to go over here to... Over there. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go over here to something that I think looks remotely holy, like maybe a cross formation or some shit, and I'm going to pray that, it, you know, God rescues me. Even though, you know, you're not doing anything to help yourself. And the bobcats yeah. will get together and uh, they go. Yeah. yeah and I, I, got a, I got a better idea. Cross thing? Yeah, that, that, that human is that a... always gather. That's a great place to get something to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, I, I, I've got it. I've got it. So you're, you you put them down the middle of a forest. Perfect reality show here for, you know, a blood and guts TV. It's, it's my new network that I'm working on. Um. So you put them down in the middle of the forest and on, on the east side, you have that cross formation that, you know, they would all have to go, they would all want to go pray to, yeah. Um, you know, so that they could, um, you know, get God to save them. And behind the cross, the, the, the foliage, the, the cover doesn't seem so thick, almost, you know, you could get through it and, you know, eventually get to the road. But unfortunately there would be, you know, uh, bears and, and bobcats waiting for you. And there's somebody in their midst telling them, don't go behind the bushes there because they're scary monsters. Yeah. But there be monsters. But, but then on the west side, it's a little bit tougher to get through. Um, you know, it, it'd be a bit of a slog. You wouldn't exactly come through it, um, you know, all pristine. You'd get cut, you'd get scratched. But at the end of that would be some kind of reward. Like a Starbucks, because again, you know, yeah. we're talking about that particular Learning generation. To avoid patches like that. <laughs> That's a reward. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is, is that you know, just just try to drive home the point that a cross is not gonna save your ass unless there's a dagger in it with which you can stab your assailant. Yeah. I watch way too many of those kind of movies. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, and, and honest to God, uh, Pope, frankly, my dear, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. You're yeah. welcome. Noah. Um, his whole thing. It's not just thoughts and prayers anymore, folks. It's thoughts, prayers, and fasting. And fasting. Cause give doing, me a doing fucking absolutely break. doing absolutely fucking nothing on an empty stomach is far more effective. <laughs> just keep the money flowing in. Because, yeah. I mean, these, these, why are these priests being protected to be to to the church they're they're valuable to the church yes yeah, well, they're because, being protected yeah okay so let's percent of your income yeah funny enough that's, and that's what it is so don't be oh, distracted yeah. by their look keys because i mean the entire campaign has been just one big look keys exercise don't be distracted by that their behavior is showing that they consider these priests to be valuable assets that they don't more want to valuable be. than yeah. young people yeah, yeah so let's let's take a let's take a quick uh list of the things that the organized religion we'll, we'll go with that for a second has acquired for itself money real estate Stop land yeah big one is the yep. land 
No. Societal influence. Organization of same as a de facto government and the- as partial payment for that, not just material money and material goods. But it results in a flow of income. All of this is around a flow of it income. Does, it does. It does. And that's what I'm that's what I'm getting. And as part of payment for that, yes, material wealth, material items, artwork, gold bullion, I do believe, at one point uh-huh. or other. Fuck you all for that one. Oh, you can wow. take it from the teeth of all the people that were gassed, you motherfucking. Yeah. That's a different one for another day. Sorry. But the sexual, how can I best put this? Pillow attendance for years. I was going to say baggage handlers. Centuries. In uh, Japan, they were the comfort women from Korea. That's and been. Ha- yeah. Where's the connection? The, the connection is any overarching group without oversight and without any way of being reined in, as we've heard on too many occasions, will have to place themselves into the absolute power corrupts absolutely. And that is what this church has been for centuries. But they they don't see it as corrupt. They see it as a system. They see it as something that actually... And piece by piece, that information is simply becoming impossible to ignore. Not... There will still be people who will refuse to be swayed by facts and figures. The willfully ignorant will eventually be turned either through facts and figures or by death. Death. They They will eventually die out because the ones that are coming up now are the ones who have the fortunate ability to be able to see the history, to see the information, the news. They are the ones who are less indoctrinated because they've had less time and they have the chance to pull themselves out of this mire because they are the ones who deserve it the most. The young, the innocent. Do. What was it that you were that I stopped you from saying, Joseph? Oh, just um, no. It's okay. You said it. Thank you. I'm 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 glad. That means that I've I've not missed something inadvertently. But it's it's yeah. But I mean, these are rabbit holes we have to follow down, um, like all the way. We seem to stop short. That you know, the 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 governing language, uh, the governing system would like you to use a certain language and look at certain things and. Uh, through their context but if you if you look at the behavior patterns it's just the same fucking thing repeating no matter what it is 
whether it be the 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 Japanese imperial whatever or you know a dictate to dictate I mean you've got basically a small group of humans telling other humans how to behave and these indoctrinated humans well imagine if somebody else decided for you every aspect of your life you didn't have to think about anything and as long as you followed certain behavior pattern like you would be provided for with like, a, that's that's almost like a privilege with it a seems like sorry it, it's comforting yes and i was going to say with a certain level of payback for the comfort of that all and if it well, happens to be the if it happens to be the payment of the innocent little one's psyche well that's that's a small price to pay for the rest of the family to be safe that's where fear comes in but mm -hmm. um yeah because with fear um well you don't have to really give a payback because the avoidance of pain is the reward yeah we got uh we got about a half an hour to go and I want to specifically deal with. Huh. I, I am a father. I'm a parent. And this one's going to be really hard on me because I have a really hard time conceptualizing on this one. The idea that these kids who were trusting and had their innocence raped, never mind their bodies, their psyche, their minds, their spirit ripped asunder. That is, that is a crime that those who are now adults, maybe even elders at this point, can never get back and they cannot get retribution they cannot get did justice you, did because... you see the video i posted of the gentleman from ireland i didn't yeah. get the chance to see that yet he, 85, years um, old. 85 years old he was uh, a politician in ireland and he spoke up uh at some i i'm not sure what kind of um event it was but he spoke up and talked about how he still has nightmares about these priests hanging out at the end of his bed ready to do things to him at 85 fucking years old and oh, wow. and and i mean now i've talked about this myself and i was not harmed by a priest but it was someone in a position of trust and authority. And that was over 30 years ago. And, and every time I think that I've got a good handle on it, that it's in the past that, um, you know, I can, I can finally sort of put it aside and move on. It kicks you in the ass when you least expect it. And you have no control over that whatsoever. It, it just hits you when it hits you and you can't do anything about it. And it's never, ever going to go away. It's just not. 
And and I came to terms with that many, many years ago that it wasn't going to go away and it's not going to go away. And that's why I've said in the past, you know, any kind of, of physical assault, be it a beating or a molestation or rape or anything like that, that is a life fucking sentence. It just and, is. And there is. Huh, there is something to be stated in the pro column for a statute of limitations on various things. Mm -hmm. I understand that. I do. I am. I, I try very hard to be understanding of a particular item, why it is. That's, that's the whole reason for the damn show. Trying to understand that part. So I can understand the argument that why should somebody try to defend themselves from 50-year-old allegations when you're already branded as guilty before you can even examine the accusation or the accuser or their information? I understand that. But as we stated earlier, the machinery has been shown to be corrupt for nigh on to 70 plus years. Easily. Easily. The idea of continuing a statute of limitations in the light of a corrupt machine is simply, in my opinion, as a layperson, unconscionable and immoral in the extreme, in this case, the for the is, good of the people that have gone through this These shit. This, this isn't the kind of thing, like, people always say, well, why don't you just say something? Well, the they did. the 85-year-old man that I mentioned, he said he was beaten when he said something. I was told, don't tell anybody, and everyone covered it up. You know, well, you can't just go out and say something. And if you are taught that the person doing this to you is God's representative on earth, and you believe that because you don't know any different? What the fuck do you do with that? You can't just be like, I'm going to go and, and tell my parents that God's representative on earth is, is a child molester and is evil and, and hurts children. Because no one's going to... And the priests will say that. Who's going to believe you? I, I watched, um, there's a, a mini series on um, Netflix called The Keepers that I highly recommend. And it's kind of different in that it deals with abuses that carried out at an all girls school. We hear a lot about the boys because the boys were the favorite targets because boys are far less likely to say anything. But this was a girls school. And these girls, these priests would wait until a girl said something in confession 
like the one girl, her uncle was already molesting her. And when she confessed in confession, the priest went, oh, well, this one won't say anything because she's already a whore and told her that to her face. Said, well, you're a whore. Who's going to believe you? I'm a priest. You're just some whore little bitch. And raped her for years. It just, it, it, it's, yeah. The, the, the problem you, you is cannot... it escalates. The, uh, the, the studies of the psychology of somebody who is in a position of authority, who begins abusing it little by little, and validating each abuse to themselves. It's like, um, okay, so here's an example. I'm an addict. I will admit it. I'm addicted to food. I'm currently on a much stricter diet than I normally am, and I'm making progress. But um, unlike drugs, I can't go cold turkey because I'll die. A seafood so diet? As, as a person who has an addiction... I have had moments where I have slipped off my diet, where I have gone and had a piece of cheese that I wasn't supposed to have, or I had a piece of bread that I wasn't supposed to have. And my mindset, part of my brain's going, the, the reward part that's enjoying this is going, it's okay, you'll get back on your diet and you won't do it again next time. Well, it's the same thing, but on a different level and with more damage and not only damage to themselves, but damaging other people, psychologically speaking, as well as potentially physically speaking. And it's like, oh, well, you know, um, next time I won't touch that little boy on the leg, or next time I won't be alone with that little boy or that little, okay, I'm saying little boy, I should say being a little boy, little girl, that child. Um, next time they won't be alone with that. They won't allow themselves to get in that situation. Next time they get in that situation, well, you know, it, it, it it, it, it's okay because I haven't done this yet. And then they go and do it again. And they're like, well, they didn't say anything or it's, it's okay. And then it starts, they start validating themselves over and over and over again. And it becomes a cycle because they keep getting away with it. There's no, um, the, there's no punishment cycle. And so when they get so far into it, it's like, Oh, I'm not doing anything wrong. It's obvious that this is okay because the child keeps coming back. The child keeps coming back because their parents keep bringing them back, not because they want to be their asshole. Exactly. There, there's another piece to it, too. The entitlement. Yes. I am entitled to this because should I not be compensated? Should yes. I not be allowed to do this? And I, I want to say, um, uh, go back to the attic part of it again. There have been cases where child pederasts have voluntarily turned themselves in because they realized what they were doing was wrong, regardless of how far they escalated. They turned themselves in. They accepted their punishment. They are seeking help and they are going through the steps. To those people, regardless the the fact that you you did something heinous i can respect the fact that you sought help and that you're getting treatment for anybody out there who has any kind of addiction whether it's sexual food drugs whatever no matter how much you may have hurt yourself or somebody else at this point in your life if you are hearing this go get help it's never too late to go get help and, and if I, can add a, 
honest. If I could add a point of irony, I think any priest who would do that, who would realize the error of their own ways, um, to the leadership, they'd probably be ripe for excommunication. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure. Uh, now I'm I'm going on memory off the top of my head because they're they're demonstrating uh, critical thought. They're they're the ability to learn from their own mistakes. Yeah, but I'd also have to, if they were willing to admit what they did was wrong. And okay, fine, they got excommunicated. I'd still have more respect for them for admitting their what they've done was wrong. Yes, but it is the gigantic nothing burger of excommunication that they fear because suddenly they're going to hell. Yeah, and if well, memory serves, if they're, they're, if I, they're I, believers. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, what I was going to say was uh, I'm pretty sure that I'd heard stories, again, I, I can't substantiate this right at the top of my head, that there were situations where priests came forward to their deacons, which would be the, the next step up, if I remember the, the hierarchy correctly, and said, I've got this problem, and I'm having this problem, and I'm afraid of what I might do, and the deacons handle it internally yeah. and deal with it that way, instead of going to doctors psychologists psychiatrists uh I, I forget what the what the right one is to get professional level help but instead they get moved out somewhere where they can stay and pray and meditate and get nothing done because it's more thoughts and prayers than actual assistance it's <laughs> kind of like the problem yeah, it's kind of like the escalated version of person goes to confession and what are they told to do? Uh, help me out here. Like six Hail Marys. Thoughts, thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Th it comes with yeah. yeah, thoughts, thoughts and prayers and rub your little beads. So these um, potential rapists, and yes, Mr. Donahue, I am using that word, so fuck you. Um, these potential rapists go away it's seclusion. They rub their little beads. They do their little Hail Marys. They do whatever it is the deacon tells them. And they finish out their penance. They go back and, well, I'm cured now. So buggering this little boy is no longer a sin because I'm okay with God. Wrong. Well, no, because they're okay with God. And that's all that counts. So why, why would they follow the punishment? Why would they accept the punishment then? If they well, didn't, well, no, because they, they get the, that it's wrong. They get the initial punishment. It's like confession. You get the punishment, you go through with the punishment, clean slate. All right. But they need somebody else to tell them that it's wrong. They don't come to this realization themselves. Some have. and Some do, are, yeah. 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 and But normally they're found out, then accused, and then the punishment comes into play. Agreed. And, and a lot of them, I think, too, will blame, oh, well, Satan made me do that. Yeah. And actually, I think to the leadership, this, um, you know, a response from a, a guilty priest from this, I think the pattern of denial, um, the leadership would actually want that more than an admission of guilt. Because, I mean, the, the, the pattern of denial is exactly what they want. Yeah, and that pattern of denial even goes as far as to, and I can, I don't have the language to tell you the level of disgust that I have. For the ones who claimed 
the kids knew what they were doing and enticed the people to do exactly that to them. Those assholes, I I, I don't know what I know is that this authority figure that I depend on for my survival likes it when I do this. That's it. They don't even understand what they're doing. That's just. No, they no, they they do they know exactly what they're doing. They no, I think he, I think he means the children don't have the children clue. don't know what they're doing. They just I can okay. tell you from experience that we don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, yeah, it's like if mom and dad tell you to do something, no matter how um, immoned, um, no matter how whatever it is, you know, distasteful, tell you to do something you're gonna do it you know until you come to the age of reason where you realize where you can judge for yourself you know the value of what they told you to do but kids don't have this ability they just know you know i have to do this if i want to continue by the time you reach that age of reason if you've been programmed a certain way for so long um it's going to be tough to break that programming even after you come to some kind of um you have to reprogram yourself. Yeah, and that is tough to do. And you also have to reprogram everything that was, everything that came after. You know, you you, um, you know, <laughs> how well, how do I say this? But everything is built on. It's like building a, an inverse pyramid. Yeah. Well, tech can back me up on this. Uh, you said earlier you're you're on a diet. Yes, and it's I I have moments where. I want something with sugar or I want something with salt because I've cut a lot of those things out. And this, yeah. it, it's been proven by fast food corporations who have spent billions of dollars, billions with a B here, folks, billions of dollars researching the effects of salt and sugar on the humans, mm-hmm. on the human brains reward center. Yeah. And I'm at a point in my diet where I have too heavily like I'm having coffee. I can have all the caffeine I want. I can drink all the water I want. I can drink all the tea I want. What I can't have is I can't have the creamers. I can't have uh, a large quantity of fats. I can't have the sugars. I can't have salts because it's it's a two stage. It's a two stage diet. The first part of the stage is to limit my foods to anything bland or bitter as well as nutritious. Okay, and I'm drinking the coffee. I'm drinking the coffee to stay up. Normally, I'm drinking water. Um, uh, So I can eat a lot of bland, nutritious foods. And what this is doing is this is uh, supposed to reset, in a way, my sensitivity to uh, sugar and salt. And I can tell you for the first three days... I was dying. If somebody had set down a bag of sugar in front of me, I would have eaten the whole thing. Yeah. But my Um, point, the point I was trying to make is that it's really hard to resist. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like when you, when you go on a, on a diet like that and like, I've, I've done a few of them myself, not overly successfully, I will add, but I should say that, uh, I'm (laughs) on day seven tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I've lost a few pounds. I feel better. Yeah. Um, I had to take my significant other to the hospital. And Mm -hmm. so to make sure that I wasn't going to get any kind of dizzy spells, nauseous or anything like that, I 
ended up buying a bag of basically a pre-mixed uh, salad. Uh, I just threw the dressing out, but it had some sweet tomatoes and, and some sweet red onions in there. And I ate it anyway because I wanted as much nutrition as I could take in in a short period of time. Oh. And I can tell you right now that those tomatoes and those onions were – the flavor profiles were more vibrant than I've ever known them to be. Yeah. But – So it's, it's working. Yeah. But to my point. Going on a diet like that, uh, well, of any sort, forces you to change. Like, you you basically have to reprogram yourself mentally. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I wanted to say. And if something as subtle as a diet can be, um, let's say it, painful um, I, I to, will to, to make that change. I, imagine having to change your entire way of thinking when you've been religiously indoctrinated from a young age. Like, yeah. bring well, it back. It all comes down to this this reward where always it always comes back to that word because basically you know um, face it everything we do is in the interest of our own survival yeah. as far as our brain is, is uh, as far as our brain is concerned yeah. so the sense of reward it it comes when the brain thinks you're doing something that's beneficial to its yeah. survival and that's it so whether it be food whether it be you know following a certain behavior pattern or the reproduction um, which also of explains genome. superstition superstition yeah. is uh, if i do this on the number three, I get a reward because I, you know. Um, yeah, and sometimes that that survival instinct, that need for um, the reward that allows you to continue going will make you compromise, you know, your own personal, um, you know, set of moral judgment. You look at drug addiction, like some of the things people end up doing to get that fix is stuff that what we would consider a sane person would never dream and this part of the brain, you know, the, the rewards we get from alcohol or whatever, yeah. the, these part of the brains that are activated, these are the reward systems that are normally activated naturally yeah. through, um, like, for example, you know, you, you, you know, hunt a deer and you, you fight you know, in nature. This is how we evolved. If you would hunt a deer or whatever, you'd catch a deer or, you know, you make a successful kill, your brain's going to reward you for this kind yeah. of thing. Well, a drug is just a shortcut to that, that reward. And yeah. the reward is, it's not produced by the drug. It's produced by the brain. Yeah. And the with, and the withdrawal when the brain doesn't get it. Yeah. Uh, I can speak from experience on this one because uh, <laughs> I was just about an Alberta statistic for a while. Um, when I was in the hospital last year mm. uh, for painkillers, I was put on, on oxy opioid. And let me tell you, folks, um, that is a transcendental experience. It's as close to a conscious out-of-body experience, I think, as, as I've ever experienced in my life. Uh, I slept better. I woke up every morning feeling great. After about a month, I was off of it because it was really no longer needed. And they told me, you know, like, you're taking, you know, you're taking 15 milligrams of this stuff every night. Um you know, it's, it, it, you're apparently no longer in pain, which I wasn't, I admitted it, you know, after having more tubes shoved into me than I'd like to think. Um, but that first night when I was off it, like I cold Turkey did, they did not wean me. They did not give me a lower dose. Uh, my own choice. I went cold Turkey that first night. I had quite possibly what I thought was like a, uh, a psychotic break. Like I, I lost it. I tossed and turned. I tried to walk. I tried to eat. I tried to do anything to shake the feeling. 
and the nurse came in and said, what happened? And I said, you know, I've been on this, I've been on the oxy for so long. I said, uh, I think I'm just coming down. She says, yeah, here. And then she handed me, it was just a benign sleeping pill, a, a mild sedative, non-addictive. That was the funniest thing in the world. Cause I, I took it, I laid back and again, I'm still kind of tossing and turning. And then I'm just like, geez, when is this thing finally going to kick? That was it. Next thing I know yeah. it was nine o'clock in the morning. Doctors. Shaking. Yeah. The doctor's shaking my foot to wake, wake me up and say, Hey, hi, how, how you doing? I'm like, I just went through an opioid withdrawal. How the fuck do you think I'm doing there, buddy? Mm. But, but, but again, it comes down to like Joseph said, you know, it's, it's survival. It's reward. It's, you know, the programming your, your body's going through, but then to have to break that because you've reached an age of reason, you've, you've realized that something you've done is wrong or is, you know, bad. I, I hate using those terms um, so generally, but having to claw your way out of that, I, I can't imagine. Like I, I drop religion fairly simply. I, I, I will say that like, I'm. I'm not one of these tragic stories that you keep hearing about. And I'm certainly not like a lot of you guys who've, who've gone through the shit. You know, I just woke up one day and said, you know what? I'm really not interested in this anymore. And now I'm here, but I can't imagine that it's got, that it's easy. Once your brain is programmed in a certain, if there's one thing I learned from my AI research is um, um, it's, it's just how programmable humans are. Basically, humans, you know, our brain is a computer that can program itself. Eventually, if we ever get around to using this self-programming part of the brain, you know, self self-analysis part of the brain, which is critical thought. But, um, you know, once a brain is programmed into a certain behavior pattern that it thinks is beneficial to its own survival, it is painful to break out of it, like, no matter what it is no matter what the category is and it's all the it's all the same behavior pattern uh as an aside by the way uh tech i don't know if you're watching the uh, uh the live chat over there but uh is stephanie no, I, said i don't have the live chat up right now so okay. i'm sorry folks no that's okay uh stephanie is saying tech it takes a couple of years to retune your palette good luck and good for you for trying i've figured it was good yeah. to make sure that you had that the the version I'm doing is just to get my extreme desire for salt and sweet out of the way. It's going to it is a long process. I I have a nutritionist and a doctor involved. Um, the foods I'll be adding to my list of things I can eat will end up having different flavor profiles. Uh, natural natural sugars in certain vegetables there'll be certain fruits i'll start off with uh much further down the road but ultimately it's it's about just making sure that i'm eating healthy the right calorie amount the right nutritions and nutrients and stuff without uh, eating any of the crap that makes me desire more crap and i can honestly say right now when i get done eating uh in the middle of the day i'm actually full and i don't have any cravings for more food but I know that if I go and I eat something loaded with sugar or salt or fat or a combination of the both, I'm going to want to keep eating. Yeah. Because I don't have, after a week of just going through what I'm going right now, I've been seeing that desire to continue eating, even though I'm starting to get full, 
slowly, and I mean slowly, but it's noticeable, slowly going down. And I, but more importantly, I feel better and I want to keep feeling better. So I'm using that as my leverage. My reward is I'm feeling better. Like Joseph was talking about, it is about reward. My reward of feeling better, I'm inflating it and putting it on a pedestal <coughs> and replacing that double bacon cheeseburger from Wendy's. Good on you. If you understand that reward for what it is, that utterly changes every aspect of it. I mean, you don't. It, what do you it's mean? It's not the same anymore. Well, if you understand where the. Like, oh, you mean like where where the reward from tasting the cheeseburger is coming from? You mean? Yeah. Yeah, like, and, and a brain that knows to supplement it. A brain that knows that understands its own function is not the same brain as one that doesn't. Yeah, I'm not. Um, I'm not going to say that I'm a wizard. I mean, uh, uh, I'm getting close to my next birthday. I'm getting old. It took me a while to figure this out. I'm just glad I figured this out before it was too late. Good on you, Lyle. Uh We've got a little bit of uh, we've got just a little bit of time, so I'm going to go ahead and. Uh, and thanks for the see. understanding, folks. <laughs> no worries. Uh, I don't know who's got uh, whatever that they want to end up closing with because I get the funny feeling that we're going to need uh, a couple of minutes for everybody to go and say their piece. So, um, Heretic Woman, I want to I want to make sure that I, I get you the, the first opportunity because, like I said, we... Okay, I, I'm not aggrandizing ours. I intentionally wanted to make sure because with all the shit that's happened, with all the complaining that's gone on with all the debates that have gone on. I knew for well of, of all of us, heretic woman needed the opportunity of being over here. So uh, I think it's only right to kind of give you first, first rate on this one to close out our night. There's uh, a friend of mine locally who's an ex Catholic as well. And he's actually tomorrow morning, he's going to go and picket his local Catholic church. I'll buy his lonesome. Um, because he feels like it needs to happen. And he's got a sign all made up that says uh, collection plate equals pedophile defense fund. And that's what he's going to stand with. And, and that is absolutely true. If anybody out there is still giving money to the Catholic Church, you are directly contributing to the sexual assault of children. Period. There is no way around it. You can tell me that you have a good priest, that you have a good uh, parish or good diocese or whatever. That money goes into a pool for the church. And you know what else is the most egregious thing? And we, ha we haven't really talked about that. And that's okay because I know we don't have all, uh, all night. But the church actively hiding their assets so they don't even have to compensate the victims that they've been caught. It's just the most egregious thing. I, I mean, I listening to some of the women from the keepers where they said, um, oh, the church finally um, offered me two years of therapy. I'd already been in therapy for 12 years at that point, but gee, thanks anyway. 
and and you know get providing for therapy for a few months and then oh well you shouldn't need it anymore and cutting them off just everything that they could possibly do to stick it to the victims and and in a way that's even more egregious because they've been caught and they, oh, we, we think it's terrible. And listening to fucking Frankie there going on about, oh, we feel so bad for the vi-. bullshit you do. If you felt anything, if you gave one damn about any of those victims, you would have sold every fucking piece of art and gilded piece of shit in that goddamn church you call a city state. And you would have paid them handsomely. You would have paid for their therapy. You would have paid for their children's therapy because you know damn well that most of them haven't been able to have decent relationships and and carry on uh, marriages and whatnot. And some of them have probably been pretty shitty parents themselves because they've been fucked up since day one. You should have been out there giving them your money, Frankie fuckface. So... uh, that to me is almost worse than allowing it to happen in the first place. You're caught, you pretend like you're sorry, and then you do every fucking thing possible to avoid taking any responsibility whatsoever. They're even out there right now trying to block new legislation that would expand statute of limitations to prosecute more of these priests. But the church doesn't want that to happen because, oh my God, they'll find out that there's more of them and they'll be in the news and they'll be prosecuted and they'll go, oh no, we can't have that. So yeah, you know what, Frankie? Go fuck yourself with your goddamn pointy hat. If there was any question as to why I thought waiting for this week was a good idea. Yeah. Your Honor. Tech... No idea what it is that you'd like to close with, but here's your big opportunity, man. When you have an established pattern, when we understand as much as we do about the human psyche, about what happens uh, in terms of positions of authority and abuse of power, and again, more patterns that are indicative of abusive patterns and we have not one person coming forward but thousands something's wrong and when you try to say nothing's wrong nothing's wrong everything's all right you're part of the fucking problem and you should be ashamed of yourself and you need to take a step back and you need to reevaluate your life and your life choices because there are people out there doing horrible things to children who are expecting adults to protect them. And instead of helping those children who are being abused, you're helping protect the abusers. Maybe not all of the accused are abusers, but there's enough there to know that something is wrong and action needs to be taken 
and it can't be left to the church because they ain't doing shit. It's working for them. Mm -hmm. Joseph, feel free. Yeah, I don't know where to start. Um, <laughs> I don't know where to end, rather. Uh, yeah, I just like to see this cycle of um, dependency on unaccountable, quote unquote, uh, authority figures, you know, and that people, they learn to become responsible for themselves, uh, have a sense of civic duty to... Um, hold accountable and question their leaders so like stuff like this can just end i mean it doesn't happen overnight and it was only allowed to continue because people are just by nature complacent mm -hmm. that's it okay that one critical thought now yes in a nutshell there is a political movement going on in the States right now. And be, before I, I, I talk about this, my disclaimer, I don't give a shit what side of the fence you're on, but it's more than me. It, it's more, I think this particular movement can be expanded and it's called, well, the social media norm of it is called hashtag walk away. Now, what it means right now is that a lot of people are, who are disillusioned by one particular party are now actively going to another party at the risk of their own reputation, uh, their own in-groups being offended, et cetera, et cetera. I would like to see a hashtag walk away campaign from organized religion, period. The Catholic Church, you should walk away from because of this continuing cycle of abuse and cover-up and abuse and cover-up that I have seen happen in my lifetime. And this is why if, if you saw any of my Facebook posts, it sounded pretty dour, pretty nihilistic because three years from now, I guarantee you this will be forgotten until the next scandal breaks. And we find out that in New Hampshire, a bunch of kids were abused. And then this will all come back and then it'll all be forgotten because the spin engine is constantly working. We should walk away from the Lutheran and Anglican churches because of residential schools and the damage it did to Canadians, to Canada's indigenous population. Stuff I've only recently come to learn about in detail I knew they were there, but I had no idea of the depths of the horror that was suffered by some of these people. Uh, we should walk away from the fundamentalist religions that you see down in the States because we all see what they're all about. They will fleece people to the point of absolute poverty so that they can live in their golden homes and claim that, you know, it's, it's all for God's will. We should just walk away. It, I say this, walk away from God, walk away from Allah 
And if they get their knickers in a twist over the fact that they're losing followers uh, so quickly, let them come down and beg in person. That's all I got to say. Okay. I got two. Uh, I got two things. And those of you that are uh, listening to the podcast version, uh, I want you to know that uh, I'm terribly grateful that you stuck it through. Thank you. There's two things. Item one. Because we're talking about money. I've uh, I've mentioned about this before. And I'm going to show you on your screens what we've talked about in the past. I had pulled up couple of websites oh. to look at stuff again. I remember that. I will uh, I will name and shame because it's important. From catholiccompany.com. Monstrance. I'm not even quite sure what this is. A price of nearly $4,000 for one of these. A chalice set for nine and a half thousand dollars for a church to use. And these things are made out of gold, people. Yeah. Yeah. And then that comes to this. Gold plated. Okay. You know what? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Because the price tag on this gaudy piece of metal no matter what type of metal. Think of the profit they're making. $13,000. How many people can you feed with that? That is one person's salary for a year in a very low position. Oh, and do you know what I'm... I just looked up what a monstrance is. That's for... Putting one of your extra special Jesus wafers in to venerate, i.e., worship it. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a piece of metal for display. Thirteen thousand dollars, and this is something that is for sale. Admittedly, it's a specialty item to order, but it's available. And I don't care how big a church you've got. I'm sorry, I'm hitting the microphone. Um, that's unconscionable. That's a that's a that's a car. In some cases, that could be a small house. That's that's a, a year's very low-end salary for someone to live that could, on. That could keep a, a shelter going. Yeah. Or that could fund, uh, if if not an entire school, some type of educational group. Outreach. Outreach. Thank you. That's the word sure. I was looking for. For 
years. And, and I'm not talking about an overseas education. I'm talking about here, here you yeah. know, where, where education is sorely needed. And I'm, and again, I'm not talking university. I mean, the whole idea of free college for everybody, that's great. Provided you have enough people graduating grade 12 with enough fricking brains to do it. Yeah. But what we're talking about here would be enough for the people that would need it in the most important location. Yeah. In communities that are under supported children mm -hmm. who need the start to get them going to have something that could help them to become much better people later instead of ripping their lives away from them you want to say that you want to be upset about this whole damn thing and you want to help people there's two ways that you can do it first stop this gaudy overuse the money that you've accumulated over centuries divest yourselves of this the money the influence the social thumb that you keep people under get rid of it support the areas that are needing of it like you say that you're supposed to you want to live up to your you want to live up to the jesus that you claim to believe in do that help the people and the way to do that first and foremost is to stop hiding the ones that are clearly objectively evil and i say that because the ones who are the most in need of help support protection is the youngest of us the most innocent the ones who can't speak up for themselves because they don't know how they don't have the words they don't have the experience children are people who don't have the life experience that we do yet it's the only difference they're the ones we're supposed to be protecting If there's a problem with that, it's your responsibility. We're supposed to be taking care of each other. It doesn't have to be my kid. It could be somebody else's and I'll do my damnedest to help them. If you saw somebody raping an animal, you'd do something about it. The difference is it's a different animal 
Tracy Harris said it best. Your God and me, the difference is if I saw somebody raping a kid, I'd stop them. As the meme goes, where is your God now? Thank you for being with us, everybody. This is this is going to be one of those nights where I'm going to get done, close up the show, get the show notes taken care of, and I'm probably going to go and have a really hard cry because I don't like imagining where my kid could have been in a different in a different place in time i'm really having a really really hard time of it right now so thank you for sticking it out with us for all of this really do appreciate it and i hope they found something worthwhile in our perspectives and trying to get through all this tonight joseph thank you very much for your time and uh, making it this morning i really really do appreciate it and I hope that you have yourself a good rest of your morning. Oh, you too, sir. Yeah, sorry I wasn't available the last two weeks, but it's uh, things have been not so well. Let's say rather full. Not a worry. You know full well. Um, you make it when you can, and I'm just as always, just grateful that you are able to make it. So, thank you, man. You take care of yourself. Uh, thank you too. Tech. Um, Parent to parent, uh, I can probably imagine that you're having a really hard time with my talk through. But uh, thanks for being able to stick it through, man. You have yourself a good morning. Yeah, I'm going to go get some rest and coffee starting to wear off a bit. You know, it's a lot of what's going on stirs up feelings on every side of every equation. Uh, some more stronger than others for different reasons, some for logical reasons and some for not so much. And uh, all I can say is, is that while something might not be immediately done to those who are involved or for those who are involved, one can hope that it's used as a tool to help educate future people, parents, teachers, guardians, siblings, adoptive parents, to be aware that you leave your child alone with somebody. Bad things can happen. That's the reality of the world that we live in. It's not a fair place. Not everything happens for a reason, and sometimes, no, you can't trust your priest or your guidance counselor or your coach. Take care, folks. And when you put your little one to bed, give them an extra hug at night. Tell them you love them. Thanks, man. Heretic woman, you've got... Uh... You got a lot of stuff to fill us in on, especially from uh, last week's show for you guys. Yeah, we covered this topic last Monday as well. 
and uh, had some ex-Catholics pop on and talk with us too. So um, you want to hear me rail some more about it, uh, pop on over to uh, Spreaker or YouTube and Beyond the Trailer Park and you can hear me go ballistic a bit more. Um, and this, I guess, because it's now Sunday, tomorrow, um, we're going to be talking to uh, Bryce Blakenagel again, and we're going to be talking about why the Mormons don't want to be called Mormons anymore, because <laughs> that's now a thing. So that's uh, tomorrow night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, you can always hear me read the Quran, so you don't have to, at www.fullquranic.com. And there's that, so, and there's stuff on my Facebook page about vacation and um, stupid Catholic people and that sort of stuff. Interestingly, I got yelled at by a Muslim because apparently I only fixate on Islam while I'm on a thread bashing Catholics. That that made lots of sense, but anyway, yeah. I believe the expression is projection, yeah. Yeah, and uh, good luck to my friend Scott tomorrow when he pickets his local Catholic church. I hope that goes well. You know what? Um, maybe we should see about uh, getting some uh, getting some time with him if he gets interested. Yeah, um, I I asked him to pop by our show, but he was out of town and not near his home. So, but yeah, I'll uh, we'll, I'll we'll flip that idea. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, see if for sure. Know. Thanks, man. Dallin, thank you, of course, very kindly, and um, yeah, this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be fun. It's going to be tough for all of us to, to deal with this one, I think. Um, I'm not a parent. Um, I was never a Catholic. But that doesn't mean I don't sympathize or I don't think that this is a, a human tragedy. So, yeah, th this was a heavy one tonight. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, but I think it's stuff that had to be addressed. I, I just hope that, you know, three years from now, five years from now, we're not, I I'd like to hear that there's a huge amount of attrition going on and not, I, I just hope that we're not going to have to discuss another scandal like this in two years time. It's it's a stretch. It's a big hope. I know, but I'm going to keep hoping. Um, this will of course be made available on the audio podcast version site, uh, at holycraftthevlogcast.com. And of course, uh, if I've got something else to rail about this, uh, you'll see it at in the wind.yo5.ca. Thanks, man. Uh, as always, all the social links and, uh, all the stuff for the show you'll find over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. Again, as a reminder, if you made it to the end, thank you. And uh, again, I will state for the record, if I made that reported uh, comment in error, please let me know. I will 
do what I can to undo if I made a mistake there. I won't like it because that means that I fucked up, but I will do because it's the right thing to do. So thank you. Uh, you can find all, the, all of our links, of course, over there. If you'd like to send a voicemail message, the phone number is 859-HCTV-554, 859-428-8554. And for anybody that wants to go ahead and support us, uh, the address over on Patreon, of course, is patreon.com slash HCTV. Um, that money will just go into you know paying hosting costs. We'll go from there. Uh, for those of you that made it for the live chat, thank you very much. Beth, Felis, uh, Stephanie, thank you guys uh, hugely for supporting us uh, live while we're doing this. Really do appreciate it. And if you are if you are still a member of the Catholic Church for whatever reason, I have only one question for you. Why? Please really consider that question against the cost and benefit. Is it really worth whatever answer you've got against the lives and the souls of all those people? So maybe I've got two questions. We'll see. We'll talk to you guys again next week. Uh, at the moment, I have no idea what we'll end up talking about because I've got enough on my mind right now, but we will see what comes of it. In my time, as always, in the meantime, as always, please take care of yourselves and those around you. I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. Till the next time. Matane Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Got a little one 16 now. And I will say, I'm very glad that we did not make a sweet 16 card for him. Because that would have been really uncomfortable to try to explain. <laughs> but you all, until the next time we get together, everybody. Good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment on the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Google Plus pages. Theme music provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. On behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.